Well, uh, it's, been a, it's been an interesting uh, week, and uh, it's been a, a difficult uh, week. I told him over in prayer time this morning, I told Lewis one day this week, I said, I don't think you're praying hard enough for me. Uh, the preparation for this week's message has been uh, extremely difficult, uh, just uh, kind of having to deal with what I realize that we're dealing with in America. Uh, does anybody remember uh, July the 3rd, 2022? Do you remember the, the two things we talked about on that last Independence Day? Uh, there were two things that were going on. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, just this last Friday, the Supreme Court finished up the session, and they made some significant rulings, right? Uh, they've really made some significant rulings. And if you don't know that the presidency is important, you have to watch no further than the decisions that the Supreme Court make. And... Uh, they made a couple of really good decisions, okay? Now, I'll just tell you, uh, we need to be careful about our Supreme Court justices. We, we now have one that cannot define a woman, okay? Now, I'm, I'm telling you, that's, that's pretty elementary, and we have one now that can't define a woman. So last year, the Supreme Court ruling had just come out to overturn Roe versus Wade. Amen? That had just happened. I spoke on that. And, and praise God... 200,000 estimated babies have been saved because of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Huh? Come on now. 200,000 babies. We also, the, the, the thing of the day, and, and I want you to know what drives almost everything is what the media wants the emphasis to be on at that time. And for some reason, at that particular moment, it was all, it was all over mass killings. And all of, of the people that uh, had died in gun control, it was over that. So we looked at those two issues. And so I want to just kind of give you a... Uh, this, is, this was my summary from last year's message, okay? So I said in the summary, I believe without a doubt that God has raised His hand of restraint off this nation. Uh, I talked about mass murders, uh, the psychogenic uh, epidemic of gender dysphoria and movement towards a, a new oppressed people group, those MAPs, those minor attracted persons. So that's what I said in my statement. Well, listen, it's obvious that I underestimated the situation. I don't believe that God just actually has lifted His hands off America. I believe the hand of God's judgment is upon America. So I want you to know I believe I missed that last year. Okay, so I'm not a prophet, amen? We must speak the truth about what has happened and what's happening in America. You can't be ignorant. This is last year. God has been uninvited from a nation. We don't need you anymore. We, matter of fact, we don't want you anymore. We have removed all references of God that can be removed. <laughs> Listen, they're coming after this, and they're coming after me and you. That's what all the silencing is. It's just a removal of all references God. God has lifted His hand of restraint, and all evil is running rampant. 
And the blame is to fall on the ones that have ruthlessly gone after God and any reference to God. And I want to tell you, those people that have done that intentionally will be judged. Okay. I said, I pray that God has not turned America over to its reprobate mind. Well, let me tell you, God has turned America over to its reprobate mind. Predators and perverts are ruining this nation. Did you hear me? When they commit perversion and show themselves to be predators of our children, they are perverts. I pray every morning that God wouldn't allow me to be a pervert or predator. Just take me out of here. So that was the summary from last year. Daniel 4, 36 through 37. At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and my splendor returned to me. So I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm thinking about, this doesn't sound like a guy that's really been humbled. Are y'all with me? Now, he quit eating grass, and his, he probably cut his fingernails and cut his hair, but listen to these words. At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. Why? If any of that happened, it happened for God's glory. My counselors and my Lord sought me. That's pretty prideful, is it not? And I was established in my kingdom and still more greatness was added to me. This guy just came from seven years out in the pasture with the cows. But listen to the verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven for all his works are right and his ways are just. Now listen, this is where we're at this morning. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Oh God, I pray that those who are prideful, those who are perverts, those who are predators, those who are out to destroy a people and a nation, I pray that you would humble them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Things are happening, happening at supersonic speed. Supersonic speed. And this is what happens when there's no fear of God. Listen, did you know we would be just as unhinged as this nation if we didn't fear God? Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of sending politicians to Washington who try to reason and compromise for the fools that are up there. There is no compromising with fools. There's no compromising with people who do not fear God. You're wasting your time. Matter of fact, I tell our congressman almost every week, why don't you just come home? Psalms 14.1, the fool says in his heart there's no God. Y'all remember a, a political uh, a presidential uh, deal a few years ago that they had in their, uh, their platform to remove the reference of God from, from, from their platform? And, and just for the sake of uh, 
political correctness at the time. They tried to, to remove that from, from that platform and the people booed it down. Do you remember that? I mean, these things happen and some people just let it go over their heads. I'm telling you, people, you have got to find some news source that will tell you the truth. I don't, there's, a, there's several of them out there. Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm, y'all know what I'm surprised at? I'm, so, I'm surprised there are some people still alive in America. Because, I mean, they are hated by the establishment. I don't know. And, and, I, and, and I'm so thankful Tucker... Carlson got fired from Fox because I never watched him on Fox. But now he's got little 12 and 13 minute blibs on Twitter. Wow. I mean, he did, if you want to just look at one of those, look at episode number four. I don't know how that guy is still alive. I mean, he tells it like it is. We need some people telling it like it is. Amen. So what has happened since last year? Does anybody have a clue? The, uh, listen to me. The earth worshipers, the climate control, and self-worshipers have gone crazy. It's all about the creation and nothing about the creator. Nothing. Now listen to this. All the while, those people, those people, you'll have to figure out who those people are, are amassing great power, great control, and great wealth. I mean, y'all know what I figure? If we send $800 billion to Ukraine, $700 billion or million dollars will come back to American politicians. And you know, there's a money trail, but nobody wants to follow it. It's corrupt. You know what we talked about last year? I've already covered it with you. So has God turned us over our reprobate's mind? You've got the scripture. You don't even have to flip. Romans 1, 24 and 25. Therefore God gave them up to the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God they gave them up to debased mind to do what not ought to be done. Now, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing that we have been mutilizing children. We have been mutilating children since at least 2013, and why all of a sudden in 2022-23 did all of a sudden this become known to everybody? Y'all with me? This Chloe Cole, her double mastectomy happened in 2015. They were doing these evil things to young ladies, but we didn't know anything about it until just recently. But now everybody's pushing that this is the thing that ought to have been happening all along, and it was. I'm telling you, we are so ignorant of really what's going on. Chemical and physical mutilation of minors 
listen to me, that will alter their lives unchangeable forever. That's happening in America. And, and I've got down here, and, and nobody's going to jail. That is child abuse at, at its heights. And nobody's going to jail. Oh, my. Aren't you glad that, quote, Pride Month is over? What? Pride Month in America. So what's the purpose of Pride Month? You parents and grandparents, look at me. Here is the purpose of Pride Month. It is a month, typically in June, dedicated to the celebration and commemoration of lesbian, gays, bisexual, transgender, and whatever other letter you can come up with. For a purpose to normalize what is unbiblical and perverted. The more they can talk about it, the more they can show. Listen, you know what? These, these little guys that get to go on the internet and they see all this craziness going on, in their little minds, this is normal. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Oh, oh not. And not, not only just the, the approval of, the acceptance of, they want us to approve and accept whatever perversion they come up with. And if you don't, you are some kind of phobic or racist or whatever the matter might be. And, and whatever phobic you want to put on me because I'm against the mutilation of children, put it on me. I'll gladly wear it. So where are we at? Are y'all listening? New York Pride Parade. No law enforcement. No news coverage. Just let them do all this perverted stuff they want to do. Their poster child, listen, let me tell you who the poster child of America is. Listen, I'm, I'm not big enough, I'm not bulky enough, I'm not ugly enough, I'm not haired up enough. It's for somebody my age, all bulked up, haired up, makeuped up, and parading as a woman. That's the, that's the poster child of America. Just, if you've not done it yet, the Lord help you, but Google a, a, a story, t- uh, what's that? Uh, the story time, da- drag queen story time hour. Just Google it. If you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. And kids, babies sitting on their laps and holding them in their arms. And we're celebrating that mess. Listen to what the chant was at this parade. I think I got it in your notes. If I, if I didn't hear it, it's not hard. You can get it, okay? Are y'all listening? We're here. We're queer. And we are coming for your children. Jeremy? 
How much main, okay, you, whatever news you watch, Lord help you, MNSBC, whatever that is, whatever news you watch, how much coverage was there of that and that man and the whole parade shouting, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming after your children? Huh? Did I say it wrong? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Chloe Cole for just a second. Don't, don't even turn back there. You've got it to read. I want to talk about her for just a second. Are y'all with me? Chloe Cole is an 18-year-old leading the fight to protect children from transgender surgeries. 18 years of age. Oh, just Google her. Just, you, you can get everything. You can see her testimony. She is an 18-year-old woman who is rapidly becoming one of the most powerful voices against the transitioning children at a moment in which most politicians and media outlets lack the courage to speak out against it. I ask the congressman often, when am I going to hear out of your mouth how perverted that stuff is? I mean, you're up there. You have a platform. I don't. And I can tell you, his, his con- constituents don't like it any more than I like it. Why in the world are they being quiet? I don't know. Chloe Cole is a self-described, you young people listening now? Yeah, John, there maybe he turned up or down. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm worked up preaching and no telling what I've got it on, okay? Listen. She is a, y'all young people listening, she is a self-described former trans kid who detransitioned after undergoing, undergoing years of puberty blockers and an irreversible double mastectomy at the age of 15. So that's at least uh, 2008, 2020 or, or so. Uh, I don't know what the year would have been. So she is now traveling across the country to share her story and raise the alarm, listen, about gender transition procedures on children, a growing trend she calls child abuse and medical experimentation. Are you with me? Medical experimentation and, and, a, and, and a great moneymaker for medical professionals who are doing it. Cole, who grew up in Northern California listen to this, was just 11 years old. Uh, Tell me, somebody tell me the year, 2011 or 12? Somewhere in that time, 2012, wouldn't it? Okay. So 2012, when she was 11 years old, she was first exposed to gender ideology through online platforms. Do you hear that now? Parents, grandparents, online platforms. I kind of, she says, I kind of lacked a female role model. You know what she's saying? I needed some women who were not ashamed to be women in my life, teaching me what it was to be a godly woman. Camp. She lacked female role models. She had body image issues. Early exposure to LBTQ content, listen, parents 
and unmonitored internet access were factors that propelled her struggle with gender dysphoria. Cole also was diagnosed with autism, ADHD at age 7. She called these common comorbidities with gender dysphoria. Now here's what she's saying. There is a link between autism and gender dysphoria. It's been scientifically studied and reported on by independent journalists suggesting that children on the spectrum of autism are particularly vulnerable to the pull of transgenderism, so you would want to especially protect those kids. Listen to this. She, she calls it a false choice. It didn't take long after, at the age of 11 before medical professionals fast-track coal into medically transitioning from a girl to a boy, a trend that she says has exploded among young children and especially, listen to me, the most vulnerable age group in America for transitioning right now, listen to me parents, is middle-aged females. That's who they're after. Middle, I'm sorry, middle school females, not middle-aged females. Middle school females. Y'all with me? Hang on to that now. Cole said, now listen, parents were scared, her parents were scared and desperate for answers. When she first told them she was a boy and that their decision to sign on transitioning her was forced under extreme duress. Let me tell you the duress, all right? So the kids don't live with both mom and daddy. So here's the first threat. If you don't approve of it, they'll just go live with a parent that does. All right, now listen to this. The gender clinic, this is common now, presented the parents with the classic false dichotomy. Here's the question they'll always ask. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? Now listen. Now listen to me. Now here's the other threat. It's already happened in America that children are being taken out of the home and forced into the custody of the estate. Are you hearing me? Kids are being taken away from their parents and taken over by the state and then all of this perversion is taking place on them. In America. Listen. I'm not going to use that word yet. I may have to use it before this sermon's over, but I'm not going to use it yet. Something has got to be done. And here's what a parent ought to say. Over my dead body. Cole was put on puberty blockers and testosterone at just 13 years of age. It's caused a ripple of negative side effects, including unbearable hot flashes and what she describes as an endless feeling of boredom. For me, it was pretty bad, like they were making my whole body really itchy, and there were certain days I couldn't even wear sweaters or long pants. I felt like this feeling of boredom was just overcoming me. She continues to experience joint pain from weakened bone density, 
density as known side effect of puberty blockers as well as certain allergies and, listen, ongoing urinary tract infections. Well, surprise, surprise. But all of that compels, listen to this. Oh, this is so telling. Pales in comparison to the double mastectomy that Cole underwent at the age of 15, which permanently, listen to that word, permanently removed both her breasts. A child. Cole says when she was, she was given the impression from doctors that her grasp would mostly be healed by a year, year and a half after the surgery, but she still has complications years later. Because you know why? God didn't design her body but to be one way. There are always going to be complications when you don't. Now listen to this. But what Cole most regrets is how the beauty of motherhood was stripped from her at an age when she was not able to fully comprehend the loss. Listen, parents, grandparents, God gave you to your children to keep them from making deadly and costly mistakes. We'll talk about this more next week. She said, at 15, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was just a kid. Listen, you kids are kids. Like, God gave you to them as a mom and daddy to make some decisions for them. She said, I wasn't thinking about being a parent. She told the news organization she went through a long period of grief as she came to regret the mastectomy. And in 2021, she detransitioned. I will remind you. She will never have productive breasts again. That can't be undone. Listen, she went through a long period of grief, detransition, a realization that catalyzed after she took a psychology class studying the attachment, listen, between mother and infants. The study, which example, examined a certain, y'all can probably pronounce it, rusus, I think, a, a spe- specific group of monkeys, Observe the importance of mother and children bonding through breastfeeding. And she realized she would never have that opportunity. It was taken from her when she was 11 years of age. At the time when I was taking the class, I was 11 months post-op. And I realized what I took away from myself because I was allowed to make this decision when I was barely in my mid-teens. I'll never have the experience or even the option of breastfeeding my children and bonding with them in that way. That's the America we live in. So, uh, let me, just a couple more things. Here's what she said. Parents, take a stand. Christians, take a stand. Somebody... Open your mouth. And listen, in the last week, I've had a guy tell me two different times in his passing, he has come upon people talking about this very thing. 
this transing. What are you going to do when you're confronted with it? This young lady has no plans on backing down from advocating against gender transition for children and hopes her story opens the eyes of parents of children struggle with gender dysphoria as well as lawmakers who have remained silent. Spend time, listen, this is, a, this is a kid saying this. Spend time with your kids. Keep them off of the internet and keep the phone out of their hand as long as you can. This is where it's all happening. Let them know their love. Stay in touch with them. If they're on the internet, monitor the usage. Adults need to take a stand. Complacency is what led to this happening to me in the first place. If you look away even for a second, it's very contagious, Cole said, speaking of what she calls skewed information that medical professions are sharing on the Internet. She gives us specific about this. No child deserves to suffer under the knife of a gender-affirming surgeon. No child. Wow. You know what? She says, I have finally found a purpose in life to tell the world how wrong and perverted this is. So, Pride Month. Jimmy's going to pull up a picture about a celebration that we had at the White House. You see that? I don't know how good the picture is. Can you kind of see it? That was hanging outside the United States flag of America at the White House. I'm sorry? Yeah. Above the picture of a rainbow flag flying at the White House, America's 46th president wrote these words in a tweet. I'm quoting, Today, the people's house, your house, sends a clear message to the country and to the world. America is a nation of pride. Thank you, Jimmy. Listen carefully. Our president has made a definitive and profoundly true statement. We want you and the world to know, he says, America is a nation of pride. The president clearly explained our chaotic, divided, and collapsing country in six words. America is a nation of pride. Such a confession, listen, such a confession without repentance will surely not go unnoticed by Almighty God. Told the guy this morning, you don't have to worry about what I see and your wife sees. What you got to worry about is what God sees. That did not go unnoticed by Almighty God. Such a confession without repentance will bring judgment. Listen to me. Let me tell you. Surely... A great humbling is coming to America. A great humbling. 
And listen, we need a good humbling. Let's just be honest. Look at what we've allowed. Look at what we have been a part of. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It does matter who you vote for. It does matter which party you're affiliated with. We've been a part of this since the 1900s, early in the 1900s, when we began to sexualize America that made sex something that didn't happen in the bedroom. You didn't talk about with people. Sex just became the thing. It was pushed in everybody's face. And you know, I've never put this one in here, but but I'm putting it in here now. And, and I think it was an honorable thing to do. But listen, we have been a part, after World War II, of putting mom in the workforce, and she's left the house, and many have never returned. And so the question is, who's raising our kids? We'll look at that more next week. Y'all know, y'all have seen this. Y'all have heard this from me hundreds of times. 1962, removal of prayer to Jehovah God from government education. 1963, removal of Bible from government schools using that clause in the Constitution, separation of church and state. I want to tell you, when you read the Constitution and you see that this was formed as a Christian nation and the elected officials were to be Christians, I don't see a problem with church and state. This was to be a Christian nation. The Bible was to be our book. What's the problem with that? Now, you know what, you know what but you know what also our, our Constitution protects? It protects people who don't want to be Christians. And we let them do whatever they want to do and worship whatever God they want to worship. Russ said it this morning. This is America's the most open inclusive nation that there is when it comes to allowing other people to practice their beliefs. Nineteen seventy three. I can't believe it, folks. We started killing babies in the womb and made it legal. Nineteen eighty, removal of Ten Commandments from all public places. Two thousand and fifteen. This was a killer. The legalization of the sin of homosexuality and homosexual marriage. The law in America. And we were founded upon what principle? 2020, the expansion of homosexual and transgender rights, gender dysphoria. 2023, the approval of what had obviously been going on for a while, the chemical and physical mutilation of minors to change their God-given sex. Lord, help us in America. The devil is on the loose. But what do you expect when God is unwelcome in a country and by the ruling party and when we know that the devil's time is short? Revelation 12, 12. Therefore adjust, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, 
For the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that, we, he knows that his time is short. So is God capable of administering and humbling people? What, what did, what did uh, Nebuchadnezzar say? And those, and those who walk in pride, he is what? Able to humble? Is he able to humble? All right. How about, how about just a few thinkings about? Genesis 6, 5, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every in- intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. When? In Genesis 6, 5, the evil was continually... What kind of humbling did God do then? He destroyed the world with a flood. Now, we know he's not going to do that again. Speaking of that, I can see it up there now. Why in the world did they pick a rainbow as their flag? Let me tell you whose rainbow that is. That is God's rainbow, and God gave that rainbow for us to remember it won't happen again by flood. It will happen one day by fire. And listen, he could, he, he, he could destroy this country as we know it in any means he sees fit to do. It's probably not going to be a flood, and it's probably not going to be a fire this time. But it could be another nation. Uh, hey, y'all know who owns us anyway. If you don't, you're listening to the wrong news source. China owns us anyway. Just as soon as they call the, the dead in, we're done anyway. We owe our soul to the Chinese government. So, he humbled with a flood. How about Genesis 11, 7 through 8? Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. We're still in Genesis 11, and God confused and stopped the building and dispersed the people by confusing their language. And aren't we glad he did? Ezekiel 16, 56, For thy sister Sodom was not mentioned by thy mouth in the day of thy pride. You know what Sodom's problem were? They were prideful, and they were prideful especially about their sexual immorality. You remember what happened with Sodom in Genesis 19? It was wiped off the map. And then we've looked at the Daniel, that God is able to humble. Oh, and, and listen, if you don't remember Nebuchadnezzar, he had a son. And after he knew all of this that had happened to his dad... He didn't honor God. And you remember the handwriting on the wall? And and the scripture says, And you, his son Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this. And it says, That very night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was killed. God is able. And I would say, God, humble America or come. God humbled a king, allowed his son to be killed and allowed the overthrow of a nation. They've all fallen, been humbled. The Babylonians, the Medes and the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, where are they at? Where are those great nations? God has humbled them. You'll remember the, the, the statue 
And you remember, there's going to only be one that eternally reigns forever, and that's the kingdom of God. All the rest of them will be destroyed, including America. So what is obviously happening? Are you listening carefully? There is an intentional destruction of a nation and a full so- and, and society. So let me say it again. There is an intentional destruction of a nation and society. Intentional. Now how could this be? There is hope among this group of earth lovers, climate control, population control, murders and perverts. There is a group that is in the hope that this nation will be destroyed, the economy of this nation will be destroyed, and a world economy will come about in which they will be the head of. Another time... I thought about preaching this, Revelation 12 and 13, about that end time and one world government, one world economy, and one world church. But listen, it's in Revelation 12 and 13. Just go read it. You can't miss the spiritual context of it. So it's not just economy. It's just not government. You've got to read the whole context of it, along with Daniel, uh, the last half of Daniel. So let me say it again. There is hope among the ruling elite that when this nation is destroyed, the world economy will collapse and a new world order without borders will be established. That's the hope. And listen to me. I'll call names. Soros, Gates, Brazos, and the, the political being right now think they will be in charge. That's what they're thinking is. A destruction of a nation for their own well-being. Now listen to me. Black pride, LGBTQ pride, and Jewish pride dominate American culture. But I'll tell you what the Scripture says that we are to boast in. Uh, there's so many good videos, and Jimmy's got some racked up for me, but not for today. There's so many good... good uh, let me just ask you, how do you identify... Listen to the scripture. I'm in Galatians. You got it. 6, 11 through 16. See with what large letters I'm writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised and in only in order that we may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But for me... But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified, me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything or non-circumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. Let me tell you, I identify first and most foremost as a Christian. I identify as a follower of Jesus. And anything above that would be prideful. Because the only way I came about that was through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. It's not through what I've done. Isaiah 2.17 says, And the haughtiest of man shall be humbled, and the lofty pride of men shall be brought low, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. 
Nobody is to be exalted except Christ Almighty. Whew. You remember that shared goal of those promoting pride in the new world order? Listen, globalism, no borders, one rule government, one rule church, one rule economy. That's their goal. And listen, I think we may see that take place. You don't, you don't understand how fragile our economy is. And out of that one world order is going to come the Antichrist, the Savior of the day. He could be alive today. <laughs> I'm always imagining who it is. And I fluctuate from good guys to bad guys. Really. Because the only, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I only know from what people say who appear to be followers of Jesus. That's all, that's all I know. But I don't know them well. But listen to me. Are y'all ready for close to the end? Probably so. Pride is not a rainbow flag. Are y'all listening? It's not a month celebrating respect for and acceptance of an alternative sexual lifestyle and an alternative gender. It's not a synonym for gay, lesbian, trans, or queer. Pride, as made clear in the Bible, is a deadly sin because it's the gateway drug to idolatry and self-worship. Pride, a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit, superiority, whether as cherished in the mind or as displayed in bearing and conduct. Idolatry, a religious worship of idols. Idols, nothing more than a worship of self. Idolatry, excessive or blind adoration, reverence or devotion. The first of the Ten Commandments speaks against idolatry. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Pride stands in the way of God. Pride fuels idolatry. I'm going to read the verses just as quickly as I can so Pablo can keep up. I don't think you have these. If you want them, I surely can give them to you. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 29, 23, one's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 18, 12, before destruction a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Just one of these uh, New Testament. Matthew 23, 12. We just, this is when he was dealing with the uh, Pharisees, religious leaders. Remember one of the woes? Remember those? Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Listen. Calling America a nation of pride, are y'all listening, is as damning a criticism of America that has ever been uttered. To call the nation of America a nation of pride 
is the most damning criticism that has ever been uttered. Pride, selfishness, and unbelief. Yet our president proclaimed proudly that we are a nation of pride. And I'll just tell you, the response to that will be an humbling by Almighty God. So you know what we need to be doing? We need to be taking low. We need, to, we need to be telling God how sorry we are that that could be spoken about America, that that might even be spoken about me. Because those who do not fear God are not going to repent. So whose responsibility is it? It is our responsibility to tell God that that was so wrong. And if it's true, to humble us. This time, it was uttered by our president as he promoted the celebration of Pride Month. But let me say this. I think the statement is also accurate. Because of our rejection of a biblical worldview and our understanding, our ignorance, pride and idolatry rule America. Idolatry. not understanding what this nation was founded upon and allowing that to be taken away is nobody's fault but the church's fault. Because nobody else understands it and knows it. So what can we do? We must do away with all forms of pride. I was just thinking about, so, and maybe Jimmy can find it for me. Yeah, anyway, maybe he can find it for me. There was this exchange between... uh, it was at some hearing, and this person kept asking this other person, what did they identify at? And, and they were trying to get them to identify something as being other than a Christian. Okay? And so when given people, when given people, when people give you the opportunity to identify, I want you to be careful what you identify as. We must do away with all forms of pride. Listen to me. Black pride, gay pride, Jewish pride, redneck pride. You know, this, this uh, running your truck up and down the road with uh, uh, two rebel flags on it, that's nothing but pride. That's nothing but showing your, your ignorance and your idolatry. And it needs to cease. Pride in all forms, are you listening? It's harmful. And it's an affront to God. Pride promotes division. Even American pride. What should we pride in? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Did you hear me? Now, what should we feel? Grateful. Let me say, Iran, Iraq... Or Syria, Iran, Iraq, or Syria. Only by the grace of God you weren't born there. Y'all hear me? Acts 17, 26 through 27. So we should be grateful, not prideful, to have citizenship in this country. Not prideful. 
Acts 17, 26 through 27. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling. You know why Bob and I are here in this generation and in this country? Because God decided that's the way it would be. All right, let me read the Scripture again. Listen, just listen to the Scripture. He made from, every, from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards Him and find Him. It ought to humble us. Are you ready? Not make us prideful that God saw fit to put us in a nation that has so much representation of God's Word and God Himself. Yet He is actually not far from each of us. 1 Corinthians 4, 7. For He sees something different in you. For for who sees anything different in you? What do you have you did not receive? And then if you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? You know who, you know, you know why I'm who I am? Nothing to do with me because that's why God, that's how God decided to make me. I'm not to pride in that, whether, it's nothing about me, it's just what God's done, amen? All right, gratitude points to God. Somebody say amen. I am grateful. Pride points to the man or the woman in the mirror. When we point to ourselves for any achievement, we begin the process of making ourselves an idol. Do you hear me? When we start talking about I, I, what my kingdom and what I've done, we are making ourselves an idol. We start to revere ourselves, believing we're special and worthy of a heightened level of sensitivity and treatment. We make ourselves above criticism. Defenders of racial, ethnic, and sexual pride would argue that their elevated protected status is warranted because of historical oppression that they face. Listen, in some regards, God has allowed all of us to be impressed in some manner, but even our oppression is for our well-being, not our harm. No man, woman, or group is served by being placed on a pedestal. Did you hear me? It is not good for any man to be placed on a pedestal. It is not good. Listen to me. It's not good to make yourself a victim. To be put on a pedestal or made a victim is to be cursed. Pedestals create rulers, and rulers are granted absolute power. Listen, power corrupts, absolute power destroyed, and a nation of pride will not last. So what can we do? I'm not talking about the president. I'm not talking about Soros and Brazos and uh, Gates. I'm not talking about those guys. They have no fear of God. Don't expect this out of them. Listen, if this happens out of them, it'd probably be one of them things you won't hear on national news. Could God bring them to repentance? But here's what he says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name 
humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Listen, we're the only ones that knows what the sins of America are. We're the ones that are to confess those and ask that God would grant America repentance. If you're concerned about the nation, that's what we ought to be worried. That's what we ought to be doing. Hey, call it. Hey, take those things that have happened. Tell God how so. Have you ever done that? Have you ever taken those intentional steps and gone down through them and asked God and told God how sorry that you are we allowed that to happen and so sorry that it happened? Second Chronicles twenty thirty one through thirty three. Thus Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 35 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azba, the daughter of Shilhai. He walked in the way of Asa, his father, and did not turn aside from doing it, doing what was right in the sight of the Lord. The high places, however, were not taken away, and the people had not set their hearts upon the God of their fathers. So here's what we can do. Jehoshaphat, he's a good king. But during his reign, the contemporary version is, uh, during his reign, the people never got rid of all their idols. Am I the only one in this church house that's got some idols? Am I the only one in this church house that hasn't fully committed myself to following the God of their ancestors? Now, do I strive at that? And I'm the only one in here that struggles with the verse, love the Lord your God with what? All your heart and all your soul and all your mind and your strength. Those are, those are lofty goals, and we ought to pray for that. But what can we do? We can pray. We can confess our sins, confess the sins of a nation, and be sure that we're getting rid of those idols. And we're doing our best. Hey, listen, at least I can start in the morning, amen? Today I want to love you with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind. Today I don't want to have anything else that distracts me or takes precedence over you. Oh, Lord God Almighty, I pray that you would do with this message today what you see fit to do for your honor and your glory. Amen.